Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Today, I am joined by Lillian Dielstra, and Lillian has a message not only for me, but for all of us. I cannot tell you how many times I read the background on Lillian and thought to myself, what am I missing? Lillian experienced at the age of 46 a life-changing trauma. Lillian actually had a stroke. And today, Lillian is going to take us through sort of that journey, and I think we'll all be able to relate to what her life looked like before her stroke. Lillian, we are thrilled to have you with us today. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share my story with your audience. I feel it's a gift, if nothing else, to me to have you here today because there's so many of us, myself included. I know I teased earlier and said you were my motivator after reading so much about you to get up this morning and work out before coming to work. But we're all guilty of maybe not putting ourselves first. Um, What was your life like before your stroke? What were you doing? What was your journey? Can you share a little bit with the audience today? Sure. I would say there are many similarities with women all across this country. I was a full-time employee. I married. I raised two children. I took care of the household for the most part. And the one area that I was not good at and totally neglected was exercise and healthy eating habits. I worked long hours. My husband was a firefighter. He's retired now. So what that means is firefighters work 24-hour shifts, and occasionally I'm single mom for a few days a week. If you look at every woman's work week, we tend to work long hours, maybe 10 hours, including commute, 12 hours. And so we have to put food on the table. We have to help the kids with the homework. We have to get them to soccer practice on Sundays maybe. And there just isn't enough time for ourselves. I would eat on the road at work at least three days a week. I'd be on the road and whatever fast food chain nearby would be my lunch or snack or dinner if I was working late. So it wasn't the most healthy lifestyle. I didn't exercise. I made all sorts of excuses. Oh, I'm not that fat. Oh, I'll give up cake. Oh, I won't have that milkshake. It's okay. I got a little fat. Well, I had two children. Of course, I'll expand a little. Right. And, and, you know, I think everyone all... can relate to this. It's, it's We're listening, thinking, yeah. oh, boy, this is a little too close to home. You have 46, a mere 46, that you were having a stroke. And how mm-hmm. would we even identify this if it began to happen? I would go back a step even before the stroke, about six months before. I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. And just as a warning sign, ladies, if you are ever diagnosed with high blood pressure, it is something to start taking notice and start taking action. Your body's telling you, slow down. Your body's telling you either it's carrying too much weight or it's just got too much stress on it and you need to slow down and ask your doctor, what else can I do besides taking a pill? Because most doctors, they really want to tell you the right things, but sometimes you have what I call the difficult-to-convert patient, and that was me. It was like, I'm busy, I have the time to tell me what to do. I take a pill. I'm moving on to my next thing. So I stress that high blood pressure is something to be aware of. I was lucky because I had what I call an easy-to-recognize stroke. 80% of strokes are really preventable. Basically, it's a clot 
of blood going into a part of your brain and then blocking that part of your brain from working. So my little clot went to the right side of my brain, which controls the left side of my body, my leg, my arm. I was home on a Saturday morning feeling tired, waking up around 9, going, oh, my gosh, I don't know why I'm tired. Oh, of course, I work full-time. And then when I felt the numbness in the left side of my leg, moving up to the left side of my arm, and this is a constant tingle, and if you have pins and needles, intensify that. When it moved to the left side of my face within about, I would say, 30 minutes of the point in which I notice it, that was when all the bells went off in my head going, something's wrong, I need to go to a hospital. I'm very lucky I got to the hospital very quickly because I live three blocks from one of the best hospitals. And what is important, ladies, when you are not sure what's happening with your body, remember this acronym FAST, FACE arms, slurring speech, and it's time to call 911. Don't try and drive yourself. I hear so many cases of some women who think I'll just drive myself to the hospital. No, <laughs> call 911, and especially if you're not sure what it is. Now, strokes can affect so many things. People have been blinded by strokes. People have been paralyzed by strokes. It is one of the leading causes of disability, and for women when you have heart disease, you're more likely to have a stroke than to have a heart attack and die. My husband was taking me to the hospital because at the time he was a firefighter paramedic and he spoke paramedic to the ER nurse, like 46-year-old female presenting with blah, 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 blah. And all I heard was blah, 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 because in my brain what was registering was, oh my God, I'm equal to a man now. I have a man's disease. And that is so far from the truth. Heart disease is gender equal. It can strike anyone. <laughs> to be fair, it's something I think we do to ourselves because of the way we live our lives now. We are so focused on being busy. We take care of so many things. We don't take care of ourselves first. I agree with you. And Lillian, you, you go through this terrible trauma of a stroke and the reality that at only 46 you're dealing with this I know you were blessed that you didn't have long-term disability from it, but can you talk about what happened? What were your aha? We often talk on the show about aha moments. What was the aha moment about work? And I know you were a top salesperson, you had children, you were just a goer. You were a mom, a wife, you were everything. What, what was it that started to transition in your lifestyle after this? I was in the hospital for three days after the stroke, and that was mainly because they needed to monitor me to make sure that I didn't have another blood clot. And during the three days, I had my BlackBerry with me, and I was texting people desperately saying, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can keep my appointments on Monday. Oh, there are so many women that are relating to this. And when I was, you know, finally checking out and getting all the paperwork done, this neurologist looked at me and said, you know, you're only 46 and you're pretty lucky, you know, it wasn't disabling. And so the aha moment is the neurologist looking at me saying, you know, you're only 46. I shouldn't even be seeing someone like you. And if only you walk for 30 minutes a day, if you can do that, I'd probably never see you again. And I looked at him and said, that's it? That's all I had to do? Walk, not run a marathon? Really? Why didn't somebody tell me this? 
And, of course, you know, you get home and you realize you knew that. It, it, you knew you were supposed to be exercising, and walking is a perfectly good exercise. You know, you put on your shoes, you put on some clothes, and you go out and you walk for 30 minutes. It's not that hard. But when I came home and realized that I had to do this, and this was for myself, for my well-being, so that I'm not going to have another stroke, I had to ask for help. I asked my family for help, my husband and my two children. I asked my bosses for help at work. But I had to start with something simple, and that was walking for 30 minutes a day. I had to tell people around me what I'm trying to do, which, again, you know, you, you feel like you have to do everything. And so I had to stop and say, no, I can't do this. I can't do that because I need 30 minutes to myself. So children, you're going to get up and make your own breakfast and lunch, and you're going to be ready by this time so I can take you to school because I'm doing this in the morning. And when my husband's home, you know, I tell him, hey, you know, these days you're home. I need you to help with this, this, and that so that I can have the 30 minutes a day in the morning. They're just asking. That's something that I think women have a hard time with is asking. It's as if, you know, we're imposing on somebody else, you know, to ask them to do something when they should be chipping in. So it's okay. We should ask for help. Think about the the airline message. If you get on a plane, you know, they tell you, put on your oxygen mask first. So by walking 30 minutes a day, I'm putting on my oxygen mask. And then the big thinking, you know, a lot of people are afraid and daunted, like, oh, my God, what do I do? I can't do this. I can't run. I can't, you know, walk 100 miles or whatever. It's very small. If you can just walk for 30 minutes a day, that's how simple it is. Nobody said walk fast for 30 minutes a day. Nobody said walk a lot in 30 minutes. They said just walk 30 minutes. And that's how I started. I was very, very lucky. My neighbor across the street came over the day I came home from the hospital and said, what can I do to help? And I said, well, I, I have to walk 30 minutes a day and I need someone to hold me accountable. And when somebody's at the door at six in the morning and it's raining in December, you don't sleep in and curl under your blankets. You get up and you go because you know she's there waiting for you to hold you accountable. So Asking for help is asking for for someone to help you be accountable to what you want to do. So I did that, and and my neighbor was fabulous. When I started being ambitious, she said, you're on your own because you can do this now. By ambitious, what I mean is I would walk, and during the 30-minute walk in the morning, I'd say, maybe I can jog from this tree to that tree, maybe, and that's maybe 50 yards, okay? And then when I did that, I said, oh, wow, you know, maybe I'll try that again. And that's what it is. It was a process. And just increasing that difficulty every time it got easy. So, well, let's try jogging from this tree to that tree. And then pretty soon it turns into jogging for 30 minutes. Wow, you um, are. You it, are amazing. That is amazing. And, you know, your advice and transparency about your journey has been not only inspiring to us, but also educational to all of us today because you're just, you are the gift of someone who was blessed that you were able to have the opportunity to make change after such a significant event. But my takeaways are, you know, asking others for help to support us. That is such a key message that you're giving the other women 
and staying focused on self first. You are embracing the journey of living a healthier lifestyle and you have become a better mom and a wife and a friend to others. Would you not agree that sort of sums up your journey? I I, I hope I'm a better mom. I know I can definitively say I am a better wife just because well, my husband has always been an outdoors kind of person and um before, I call it my old life, I thought the idea of hiking was a silly thing. Like, why would one go out and walk in the woods? <laughs> and now I totally enjoy it. Yeah, I, yeah. I am so excited to put on my hiking boots and go out for a walk in the woods. And we actually use that as our retirement goal, where we learn to hike and hike longer distances. Last fall, we hiked the Camino de Santiago, which is oh, a... Wow you know, typically 500-mile walk. But it was an enjoyable experience to have something to do with your life partner when you retire because often people have this vision of husbands and wife retired and then they're on the couch and then, you know, they're at each other's necks. But now we actually have something to do together. That's our family goal is to hike that together. So we may be linking up to you just for advice. It sounds amazing. But any one of those type of goals, I think you probably never thought at age of 46 that that would be a goal, an aspiration, or that you could get so much out of one-on-one with nature and being out there. I can't thank you enough, Lillian, for being with us today. You have just inspired, I know, not only me, but I think so many of our listeners. So thank you. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or podcast app, or follow us on SoundCloud or Podbean and womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.